Bowl, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to episode six of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Bernstein, with my father slash co-host, Dan Bernstein. What a 72 hours it has been for the Chicago Bulls, both on and off the court. I, I will say that we let's start with the last two and a half hours. Then we can talk about the last 28 hours and sort of build out to the last 72 hours. Sweet. Because I, I, I think I think we may look at this, at least the hope is it, it may be nothing, but because of how they looked in doing it. Everyone can come away after this outcome, after winning two games in a row, after what happened to them, the way they played. It wasn't always pretty, but they have just spent eight quarters playing hard. Finally, they have spent eight consecutive quarters really playing. I also want to send make sure people know our producer, Rick Camp, is uh, spinning the wheels Sorry. back there Sorry about in that. charge of what we're doing. I forgot. So, I know I've been forgetting too. So this is like 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 father like son in this case. The final 110-108, Io Desumu oh pick, picking up the rebound off the deck <sighs> after a DeMar DeRozan air ball with John Collins <laughs> do, doing his best Javon Wims impersonation. Dude. Uh... <laughs> right through his hands, hit him in the stomach on the floor. No doubter. So it, it's consecutive victories for the Bulls and, and outmanned too. Alex Caruso left the game with a shoulder sprain, waiting on an update to see what that is. Thought it was a concussion. I still think there may be uh, some head injury issues there, but they're saying shoulder sprain for now. They're down Derek Jones Jr. with an ankle. Goran Dragic with what they said was ankle soreness might have just uh, been a rest. Not an arrest, just a rest. I think it's something major would have to happen for Goran Dragic to get arrested. I don't think he would be one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want to start DeMar, DeMar DeRose, what? He was getting a Dragic rest. Dragic's a felon. No, not happening. The Then Caruso left the game, and Javante Green was already out with a knee injury. So undermanned, forcing Dalen Terry into action. They dusted off Andre Drummond and brought him off the bench, but... Where do you want to start after they, they dominated most of the first half despite 29 from Trey Young? God, he's annoying. I don't know how you can alligator arm a rebound. That's what John Collins did. He, it looked like he was a wide receiver that felt some pressure from the strong safety. And he thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get clobbered by this dude. Hopefully I don't get hurt. But he did it in a basketball game. And he just whiffed. And it just fell right into Io's lap. And he just... he made a layup and he was terrible and he has been terrible. But he said after the game, he has to stay ready. And I don't know if he's stayed ready at all, but he was at least ready for that moment. It His numbers were okay. I finished in 34 minutes. He made four of his six shots okay. and, and he was a plus 13 on the day. So he, he has not been playing well. I didn't think he was, he, he also had three steals. Which, which yeah. is pretty helpful in a sloppy game. I just feel like there isn't much of an output with him I, yeah, offensively. I, I just don't see much. You pointed out when they played the Suns in that Devin Booker clinic, he, how he had three dribble drives with his left hand and he finished. I haven't seen that since then. 
Well, let's talk about the guys who matter most and the guy who matters most because of what's been going on. Zach Levine. Defense! Had they, I, Defense! Somebody in that locker room, somebody in the middle of that 150 burger in Minnesota, somebody must have said something that's resonated with him. So as long as we're, we're talking about this now, we know that this, the story right now is the consecutive wins after not only what has been reported to be a players-only locker room confrontation, where the coaches sort of heard the, the ruckus and came in there and checked it out, and everybody downplayed this happens on competitive teams, et cetera, et cetera. We also learned from the reporting by Sham Sharania and Darnell Mayberry about the effort the Bulls had been putting in to helping the relationship, the on-court relationship between DeMar DeRozan and, and Zach Levine. All I know is, Whatever it's taken, whether he's been publicly embarrassed, whether he's been privately embarrassed or privately challenged, Zach Levine's effort, his defense, his concentration level, all of it in these last two games has been noticeably better. Everything. And he had one play tonight where he hustled on defense and just got a steal when the Hawks were in transition. I don't know who made the pass. It was probably Trey Young because he does a lot of things that are questionable. Every shot he takes is questionable. Every pass he makes is questionable. I don't like Trey Young. Now I know what Knicks fans were saying when they hated him. I Yes, he did beat them, but he's very frustrating to watch. But Zach Levine tried on defense these past two games. And did AK and Eversley, did, did they leak the, this information to try to tell him, hey, let's go? And just a warning shot saying we're, we might ship you off if you're not doing your job. It's a great question. It's, it's, I, I don't know if it went far as, as that particular warning. Well, but it's helping them, clearly. Would, the the triangulation of who said what to who makes sense when you know that I think it was Joe Cowley of the Sun-Times, among others, who put in an official requ request with the team to speak to Arturis Karnaschovas. And at the point where they were, at the nadir of the season, and trying to keep the value of their assets high if they were going to to enter into trade talks. It would make sense for them. As much as it bothers me from, from a reporting standpoint, I understand why they wouldn't talk. And then maybe they could say, hey, you know, don't put my name on this. But yeah. we're doing our best to get this guy to play. We, we're, we're, we're telling him everything. We're talking to him and DeMar. We know there's a problem and we're working on it. If that was part of their calculation to make him play harder, great. It, Will he slip back? Maybe is this sustainable? But that—that's a road win against a pretty good team and a team that had beaten them in a in a similar situation down to the wire a couple Sundays ago on that same floor. And this time, maybe there's a little bit of dumb luck in there. But you know what? You—you you, got to credit Io for being ready for not slumping his shoulders immediately after the air ball for following it and knowing what to do with it. And the fact that that went in might might end up being a big deal for this team. That's basketball. One shot, one moment, one mistake by the other team. That can change everything when it comes to a moment, a game, or a season. And I hope that this is a turning point for them these past two games. I don't want to make assumptions, and I don't want to say this is what's going to happen. Boston last year, the first half was awful. And are the Bulls going to be... Boston? No, they're not going to do what they did last year. It, they had Jason Tatum on their team. They had Jalen Brown on their team. Obviously, Tatum is one of the best players in the NBA, and you can make an argument that Jalen Brown is better than both of the, well, all three of the Bulls stars. I, I wouldn't say that, but there's certainly a case. They're doing stuff. They're doing stuff. And 
it's been a while since we've seen the Bulls do stuff. It's it's nice. It's just nice to see, and it's also the first time that there have been back to back games where you and I haven't said anything about Zach Levine's knee. Where it good it, point. You know, it hasn't it hasn't right. seemed like it's been hindering him. He I wouldn't say he's been dunking on everybody or he's been abnormally explosive as compared to the beginning of this year, but it we haven't seen it bother him from from our perspective. It hasn't made a difference on what his game has been like. And he, let's be honest, he made shots tonight as well as played defense, and he made them when they mattered. I will also say, too, thinking about it, look how far we've come from what the team looked like it was preparing to do to rest him early in the season. Well, it's a back-to-back. He's not going to play. The stuff Billy was saying about it depends if there's three games in a week or four games in a week. It sounds like they thought it, it that this would have been a game that he would have missed. You're talking about road back-to-back, that the fact that there wasn't even a question as to whether or not he would play is probably a good sign, even if we hold it up against what they had been saying before. But but I think it's a pretty solid observation on your point. The, the, the fact that his condition wasn't particularly top of mind is probably a, a, a very good sign. It's a great and, sign. And and he's he, he was guard. He's never going to be a great defender. But just to to run back. There was one time in the second half early where he realized he got caught maybe looking at the ref a little bit on a non-call and he tore ass back to his guy. He he recognized it and instead of just stopping and thinking, well, someone else will pick me up, he he hurried back. I also I want to credit everybody who kept Vooch from picking up that late tackle. I was going to say. I was going to say. And it was you see who it was? No. It was, it was it's always Io. Really? It's always Io. I don't. They don't have a stat for that, but someone who is very grown up in game awareness, and after what was going on with the refs, and you could sense it, and it was starting to creep into the broadcast a little bit, and and the challenge by Billy Donovan, outstanding, because that's a that's a five point differential there. It ended up being one hundred to ninety eight or three point differential, one hundred ninety eight instead of of, of one hundred three ninety eight after likely making three free throws. And sure, they lost the jump ball, but it, it, very solid for him to not waste his challenge on that call early when when the phantom foul on Caruso, which he would have won. He would have won that challenge, yeah. but he held on to it because the challenge is more valuable later. I want to go back to Vooch, and as well as he's played the past two games, last night he was magnificent. He does have a really hot head, and he gets frustrated very easily. It makes me angry sometimes because as an athlete, I've seen other people do it. And we teammates opposing players, you and then you look at when we went to the G League game, Justin Anderson, man, he could not stop yelling at the ref. And it's just play basketball. It gets to a point. OK, fine. You can, If you want to talk to them and say, how was this a foul or how is how did I not get fouled here and have a civil interaction with them? Go for it. I, I'm not opposed to that. But when you're just downright yelling at them and taking out your frustration on the ref, take it out on the floor by scoring points and playing defense. Don't get the refs involved. Only bad things can happen. And you mentioned it. Zach got up quickly and he didn't he didn't complain to the refs and he yeah. got back. Hold on. But 
DeMar actually got on his feet tonight. I want to give him some credit. You were still yelling, saying, get up, get up, run down the floor. You have to know with him that he he's, what, 32? He needs 33. his rest. 33? He needs his rest. So the fact that he actually made an effort to get up and run down the floor without making too much eye contact with the ref, that's, I mean, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. What you were doing tonight during the game, and I understand you were lawyering on behalf of DeMar. Because every time you crapped on him all game, I was screaming, get up. And and you were saying he did. He is. He is. He did. Like you were, you thought I was maybe over parenting. uh, You were over parenting. (laughs) You were over parenting DeMar DeRozan. You were in every way. You you were feeling DeMar a little bit. I was like, no, he was was getting up. I I was just, he's he's ready for school. DeMar heard his alarm. DeMar remembered to take the garbage out. Don't be mad at him. He, he, he thanks, thanks, DeMar, thanks, but Munch. Really, Demar studied for his AP environmental studies test. I know, believe me, that was that was the tone. Why, I heard. why are why are you? Ju- that was that was the tone. Leave I me heard. alone. Leave me alone. Oh, yeah. no. Leave right, me alone. Uh, that's right. Ah, that All that's right. on the record. If my teacher hears this, shout out, Mister Hancock. Appreciate you. Great teacher, by the way. But Dad, <laughs> there's no need for that. There's no need for that. I could. All right, fine. Now. Let's let's quickly look at at some individual players here because with with the four guys out that we mentioned, Billy was tap dancing with some of these lineups and asking guys to do some stuff, and that allowed us to see some things for better or for worse. A couple of my observations: Kobe White's handle has gotten better. Yeah, he wasn't it, great tonight, but it, it, his handle itself, yes. I, I wish he'd shoot a little bit better because I still have confidence in his shot. I'm I'm back on the Kobe White thing a little bit. I mentioned this last week, I think, on this. But I'm I'm intrigued at the very least by saying Kobe White had a terrific, from the near baseline in the second half, he had a very creative scoring play where he, he's understanding space better. He's playing with a variety of, of, of paces and speeds more than I've seen. Speaking of that, a guy who has to learn how to do that got some run tonight. Dalen Terry. Yeah. Okay. For yeah. what he was asked to do in limited. He didn't action. take a shot. He didn't take a shot. And that was the time where I was, this is when I wasn't lawyering for DeMar. I was telling him, dude, give up the ball. I don't think when Dalen Terry was on the floor, anybody else touched the ball other than DeMar DeRozan. It was, I, I thought he should have passed it once during that stretch, but he was active. He fouled Bogdanovich on a post turnaround in the paint. And I, Stacy mentioned it. I don't think he fouled him. Maybe it was on the way up and not with his hand. Dad, you didn't even see it. You were in the hallway. Oh, I was thinking about the IO foul on uh, Okongu. I literally said Dalen Terry, but I know he, but he, I'm, he, I'm he was great on on that one matchup where he found um, where Trey Young found a Kongu in the paint with no time left on the shot clock. Drummond got turned around right there. Dalen Terry locked Trey Young, and he didn't bite on any of his fakes. He didn't do any of his rip through. Bleh. He did this to Iowa where he just like swung his arm at him and tried to get a foul call and complained to the ref. It might be worse than watching James Harden, but now I didn't. Mind what I saw from Dalen Terry. However, if Carly Jones is on the Bulls bench right there, he's in the game and not Dalen Terry. I that's that's what I would think. Just because he's not a rookie, he's I think he's had a couple of stints in the NBA. I think he did last year with the Mavericks when a bunch of guys went down for COVID. Um, 
I, I just think Carly Jones would have been up right there, and he is a good source of energy. But who knows? Maybe both of those guys will be relied on if Caruso is out an extended period of time, which we hope is not the case. Oh, boy, I hope he's not, because we know how they look without him. But yeah. in the on, on our ongoing Patrick Williams watch, more, more moments, more moments of activity, moments of toughness. There was a, a, a strong I know what you're going to talk. Yep, I knew it. And yeah. he, he can really use his ass. He he's understood. That's pause, 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 pause. Pause. That's that is old school stuff. What are you doing to Justin Fields there? That is that's not a Justin Fields. That's a universal thing. Well, I heard Justin Fields. It's what the kids do these days. But I I I saw him and I and I'm seeing him understand that that's a weapon. That if you if you've got a strong backside, you can. There are ways to use that absolutely legally. What? reasonable all right i didn't make a joke about your teacher named hancock what if he listens to this so what like he's growing up with that name you don't think he's ever had you ever heard stuff before (laughs) on a playground (laughs) i'm just gonna imagine how did we get to this point uh did you hear the lonzo ball stuff yeah i did he said he feels better and he said he was shooting around a little bit basketball activities standing still though He's not. Well, he, it's not like he. Sh- it's not like he shoots on the move anyway. That's to be true. quite honest with you, I, if he can be back in some form this season, I'll be happy. I. I don't. I still don't think he will be. Nor do I. He'll be. But I. I. I, I hope Yoda? he's back. I hope he's back. He was was that a Yoda impersonation? He will be. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> We're not sure what you're dropping on us there, but consecutive wins here in very, very different looking games. I think they they beat kind of a bummy Heat team that just was yeah, they were bad. They were not making. They shot what 15 of was 44 it? from three point range. Who? Let's go. Let, let me recall solely based on memory who is out that game. Let's go. Butler, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry. Um, Adebayo was actually really good that game. Yeah, they started out of bio, Harrow, Highsmith. Isn't that Hero? Isn't it Tyler Hero? Hero. Hero. Sorry, Oladipo and Struess. Haywood Highsmith is nice, by the way. Yeah. He's nice. I, I like him. He long arms. What do you have? 18 points, 20 points? He was, he was, I liked him. He was another one of those dudes that just plays basketball. Well, you better win a game just, oops. when Hero shoots four of 11 from three and Duncan Robinson shoots four of 12. Because the that's things, the things that four of eleven is thirty six percent. I know, but I expect him to to make at least two more of those. I at did not. The bull. I, I pulled up a calculator for that. I did not just do that in my head. I'm not that good at math. Thanks, Dad. Really appreciate it. But wait, what did I do? Be bad at math. You didn't give me any good math genes. You inherited being, and I'm not bad at math. I mean, I not at your age. I took BC Calc. It's more than you took. Yeah, but at least the math I'm taking right now is actually going to help me in the real world. What what did it do for you? What did BC? Oh, how do you reference BC Calc in your life for this podcast specifically? Uh, I do like derivative formulas and stuff. You don't know sure. that during the podcast, I'm actually calculating the area of a curve that is rotated around an axis, just just for fun in the back of my head while we're talking about the bulls. Nice. You didn't realize that? No, it's not. That's not what it's about. It's about learning different mental pathways. Oh, and, I think of learning about like money, processing is information more different. Yeah, practically, it is. I'm not having this debate yeah. right now. Let's this is the- not important. Eh. So Lonzo is optimistic. It sounded like 
he on, on a day about his charity it was first of all good hustle by rob schaefer and and getting a camera crew and second of all i don't like his neck tattoo who rob schaefer i didn't know he had yes one. um no alonzo ball i don't he's like a his giant neck skull tattoo. On it. why don't you like no him? it's i think i think it's just like a giant cross and i'm not there's i don't nothing wrong I'm, with that i'm just I'm saying not, i don't think it looks good i'm not a general fan of neck tattoos but Jordan yeah, Clarkson is. Oh boy. Yeah, to each his own. Yeah, you but know, he's good. <laughs> I, I want to say a, a send a thanks. I and I always do to Jeff Fairer, who does a lot of statistical work, and he's a he's a fan of the organization's win championships podcast. And he does this for free out of the goodness of his heart. He's a he's just great. Talk about somebody who's good at math, who's great with numbers. Here's something he just sent over. He said, I don't know if this is something, but I found it interesting. There have been 38 instances since the start of the 2021-2022 season where a team has done the following. 50% field goal shooting, at least 36 two-pointers made, fewer than seven threes made, and, and 17 free throws or less. He said, I use those numbers because the Bulls shot 50% from the field, made 36 twos, seven threes, and 17 free throws. Essentially, very too heavy, without generating extra points from other places. Hmm. Okay, of those 38 instances league-wide, the Bulls have seven of them, which is most in the league. Yeah. Which is obviously a function of, of, of having DeMar. DeMar DeRose. And Zach has been taking a lot of mid-range jumpers lately. Uh, yeah, you've noticed that too. Teams are 24 and 14 when they have that type of game. And the Bulls are now huh. five and two. So not only are they having more of these two-point dependent games they're luckier during them or better at executing, but I tend to think it's the former. I, that's I would, really yeah. interesting. That's I don't know what to make of that, frankly. Yeah, because it's weird. If you're five and two that way, why don't, there's no reason to I, I love three point shooting, but yeah, I don't just yeah. was getting a little fed up late though. And you, I, and I, you, I disagreed with him, but I, I thought that taking open threes on the left wing are good shots. I, I don't care if it's early in the shot clock. If you have an open three and it's Vucevic or Williams taking it, I, even if you're down, I don't mind. I, I think that's a perfectly reasonable shot, and threes get you back into games. However, if if they find that stat and they want to try to f- form their offense around it for a game, I mean, I don't know. Why, don't why not try, try it out? Try it out. If it's luck, it's luck. If I, I would think it would be because when you shoot fewer threes, I feel like you're more likely to lose in this league. Sure, so right. I don't think it, they're, they're not building their offense around. This is this is not a forethought. This is just collecting well, yeah. thresholds after the fact. I don't think it's I don't think it's a plan. I really don't. Plan. I, plan, I just plan. I, I think that what they're doing is is pretty interesting, but not the way to have sustained success. I Let's don't. just talk about how these past couple of games have shown us that Billy has never been the issue. You you look at it and it if these are the systems that have been in place for Zach to try on defense and for guys to make open shots, and this is what Billy's been trying to say to all of us. I think every the Bulls fan base collectively owes Billy an apology for even thinking that he's a bad coach because it, it just see it just it just seems like guys were frustrated with each other and I don't think it was a function of the coach. Let's define our terms though. I don't think anybody thinks Billy's a bad coach. No, I think a lot of us believe he's probably a, 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 a above replacement level 
but not yeah. a difference maker, five win difference, win a title because of it. I don't think well, really, it's not really more his tactical chops. I think the question came in about locker room leadership, about tone setting. And, and I think the questions that people asked were, if guys aren't playing hard for you, what's going wrong? And I think when it was phrased differently, by Goran Dragic the other night in a terrific post-game rant, which led yeah. me to believe maybe he was the guy with enough cred to jack up Zach Levine a little bit in that locker room, that he said, play for each other, yeah, not for the coach. Sacrifice for each other. Knowing that one, one guy is going to have your back and knowing that some, if, if, you that knowing that you'll have help. I think yes. it's the biggest. I think it's the biggest thing defensively. I, I don't think, especially with a team that runs so many ISO plays for both Demar and Zach, it, there may be a ball screener in there, but it's a very individual game on defense. If there's knowing that you have help, I think is the biggest thing. And Stacy pointed out how many, and I even, I think uh, Kendall, Jason and will pointed out how many times Zach was late rotating um, especially on Nathan Knight when he was, he played really well and St- Stacy loves him. What and college? it was, was, I don't know who it was, was it your stat guy that noticed how well Patrick Williams defended that same play with Nathan Knight, even though he got that blocking foul? Who was, who did that video on Twitter? Probably that you showed Steph, no, my guess would be probably Stephen okay. No, who, who does some of that best work. Okay. Nathan Knight, what college? William and Mary. Come on. I mean. I only know that because it was in my initial college search and we visited um, the only NBA player who ever went there. He's good. I I like that dude. He's 6'10", lefty, but he can handle with both hands, sturdy, can shoot a little bit. He can handle a little bit. He can he can finish a little bit. He can do a lot of things. I, I like I like that. I like the statement, do a lot of things. I like yeah. versatile, multifaceted, lengthy NBA players, and that's exactly what Nate Knight is. He fits that mold perfectly. I don't. I don't think the Bulls have too many of those guys. I think the no, best. I, I think the best. Don't. I think the only one they really have would be Williams. However, he hasn't really broken out yet. They need more of. Them. I think he. I think he could. I think he could do that. But Minnesota really does have four good big big men in Towns, Gobert, Nas Reed, who got hurt. And Nathan Knight. And you know who else has an entire team? Luca Garza. Yeah, never mind. Stop. He's, he's terrible. Stop he's terrible. He's terrible. Me. Yes, Stop I it. You, you know, terrible. you know, as a whole team of those guys, if the Bulls were looking to make deals, who? Raptors? Almost, almost, yep. Almost two. Oh, that's almost everybody on the Raptors. Well, I heard, I don't know which ESPN source it was, but somebody from ESPN said that the package to trade for OG Ananobi will be similar to the package that was given up for Donovan Mitchell. Like he's become that yes, he's become that valuable. OG Ananobi has been amazing this year. All star, he's an all star. But that's saying a lot, though, boy. I don't know. Hey, but so before we get to the showdown, I want to take a quick look at the upcoming schedule. It's Knicks Friday at Knicks Friday. They're hot. Monday, the Rockets are in Chicago. Then the Bucks come in Wednesday. The Pistons come in Friday. The Cavaliers Saturday. Boy, this this is a having Caruso out with this kind of frequency of games. Well, who knows? Who knows? Let's let's not get ahead right. of ourselves. This is going to test him. And here's the other thing too: the organizations win championships podcast. These co-hosts, we are leaving town 
and we're going to be headed for Mexico. So we are, unless there's like an emergency pod that's necessitated on Saturday, my guess is we're going to be uh, incommunicado for a while and uh, because we're going to be out of the country. And I, I just, I got to bring this up because Sunday, Jason turns 18 on Christmas. Jesus Encarnacion Bernstein turns <laughs> turns 18. <laughs> And why we'll be, Encarnacion? I, I don't know. No, Concepcion is what it was. We called that, that's what it was. That's that, on the day you were born. We, I referred to you where we had you swaddled it on the way home. I said, We really should give him the middle name Concepcion. And, <laughs> and your mother said, No, we're not. His middle name is David. David. And that's uh, that. It is not Concepcion. So we, we're going to be gone. And so on Sunday, this guy's turning 18. And in Mexico, you can drink legally. So, Yay. so just, just promise me you're not going to be an idiot. Make it official. Ooh. Promise. I, you just say, I promise I'm not going to be an idiot. I promise I'm not going to be an idiot if the Dan Bernstein side of my brain does not creep in too much. No, no qualifiers. I promise I'm not going to be. I an promise idiot. I'm not going to be an idiot. Thank you. Idiot. But, idiot. All right. It is. Which brings. I really, us ho- I really hope you guys know what movie that's from. Hope all of you guys know what that's from. Otherwise, I'll be very disappointed. No, you know, I'm saying the audience. When you're speaking to the audience, don't say you guys or say the audience. You just say you or say you. I I, I said that and then you singular. got confused. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify right now because I said you. I said I hope I know you did. I okay. hope you get that reference. And you thought I was addressing you. So then I made sure to point out the audience and make sure that they were addressed because that is who I was addressing. So then you go back and say, oh, you're only supposed to say you. You're such a hypocrite. Can we do the showdown, please? Fine. This is the organization's win championships college showdown where this guy who thinks he knows where every current player went to college will get a chance to name three Almas Alme Mater. Is that what it is? It's not Alma Maters and, and it probably is not all of them graduated. But uh. the, the college is attended by three current players and then Jason will give me three vintage players. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Let's start with Cleveland forward Dean Wade. Dean Wade went to Kansas State. Indeed, he did. Brooklyn guard, the unfortunately named David Duke Jr. Oh, I knew this and I forgot. I think it's a Pac-12 school. It's not. It's not Duke, and it's not Pepperdine because that's Kessler Edwards. Um, David Duke. I th- I think it's a. Pac-12. It's is it? It's gonna be like Colorado. Not a Pac-12 school. What is it? Boise State. No. What is it? It's East. Oh, I got it wrong. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Syracuse. Providence. Ah. Okay. David Duke Maybe I Jr. didn't know that. Went to Maybe Providence. Okay. And and lastly. Oh, I'm nervous right now. After you that. should be. Memphis guard Kennedy Chandler. Oh, that's easy. He went to Tennessee. He's a rookie. Okay. I don't know what's easy. What's hard? I haven't heard of some of these guys. I, I just write their names down. All right, fire away. All right, let's go. Former Knicks and Bulls champion guard 
Trent Tucker. Damn it. I, th- I thought this was going to be an absolute uh, grapefruit for me to swing at. Trent freaking Tucker, really? I hate you. Trent Tucker went to Alabama. Nah, Minnesota. Okay. God, that's a good one. I should know that. All right. He played for Musselman, didn't he? I'm not sure. I I think he played for Bill Musselman. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with former Atlanta Hawks big man Kevin Willis. Kevin Willis. Did he? Did he go to Providence? No. Where? Michigan State. He did? Yeah. Oh. I would, maybe, who was I thinking of? All right. All right. Okay. It's over two. These and are good. These are good names. Former Milwaukee and Seattle guard Ricky Pierce. Good player. You're finding really, you're, you are finding the sweet spot. They're good spot. players, too. I know. I'm saying you're finding the sweet spot of guys I should know. But I don't. Ricky Pierce. Ricky Pierce. What does he look? He looks like. Don't get the first donut of the OWC. I I, I, I think I'm looking at the the old golden sombrero here. Uh, uh, Oh, come on now. Ricky Pierce. uh, He. Yeah. Louisiana Tech? You're actually kind of (laughs) close. McNeese? Rice. Went to Rice. Really? Yeah. That's supposed to be smart. Goose egg. Goose egg. That's the old donut. That's the old zero. Got the right there. You bageled me. Oh, boy. I I biggie bageled and dashing donut at you. (laughs) You just got biggie bageled, my man. Biggie bageled Bernstein. Will it be biggie bageled? Dashing donut or copy copy? Well, that just blew it all open. Now, Now, Jason is leading the showdown. He's... 15 and 3 and I'm 9 and 9. Damn, I've gotten 15 of 18. That's Yeah. yeah. All right, well that's going to okay. do it for uh, OWC Pod episode number 6. Make sure you rate it, that you like it, follow it, subscribe it, do whatever you want to do. Download just, just give it a big kiss and As I it. love with NBA players, and, do and, all the things. Yeah, be be versatile in your enjoyment. Yes. Multifaceted. Be a multifaceted faceted podcast listener. Take that advice. Bye. Please do. Thank you.